Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, January 6th, and this is your FT News Briefing. A U.S. jobs report is out today, and it looks like the Federal Reserve's higher interest rates are working, and the crypto sector keeps getting kicked while it's already down. Plus, our business columnist, Polita Clark, has noticed that it's getting harder to call a company because they're ditching their phone numbers. I guess the upside to that is no more hold music. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Jobs data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics are set to come out today, and estimates show that the rate of U.S. jobs growth in December will have slowed for a second straight month. So more jobs, but not as much as the month before. It suggests that the Federal Reserve's interest rate rises are working as the central bank tries to tackle inflation. But the bottom line is that the U.S. economy is still strong. The FT's Colby Smith explains what that means for the Fed as it considers its next interest rate decision in a few weeks. So the jobs report is one of the biggest kind of data points that the Fed looks at, that in addition to the inflation data that we get um, on a monthly basis as well, what they're really going to be looking for is further evidence that wage growth in particular is starting to slow by any um, magnitude here. Essentially, the inflation problem that they're grappling with at the moment is the fact that price pressures have moved from the goods side of the economy Um, So for things like furniture and appliances, those costs have come down quite considerably. But on the services side of the economy, think of dining out, of uh, getting your hair cut, um, those kinds of activities, prices are still quite elevated. And that has a lot to do with the fact that the labor market remains quite strong. Companies are hiring. They have roles to fill. And so long as that is the case, it's going to be quite difficult for the Fed to damp demand sufficiently to get inflation under control. So Colby, can the Fed still engineer what's called a soft landing, basically bring down inflation without tipping the U.S. economy into a recession? So a soft landing isn't totally off the table, but the odds of it decline considerably um, the longer the Fed holds rates at an elevated level and the higher, of course, it pushes the Fed funds rate in the end. Uh, So what Fed officials have signaled is that they're likely to increase the benchmark policy rate above 5% at some point this year, and they expect that to lead the unemployment rate up to about 4.6%. Now, that's on the low side. Um, If you talk to economists across Wall Street and uh, across academia as well, um, we see, you know, expectations of the unemployment rate perhaps eclipsing five and a half percent, let's say. But the Fed has said they're not trying to engineer a recession. They don't think, um, you know, one needs to occur in order for inflation to come down. Um, but the more resilient the economy is and the more persistent these price pressures are, uh, the greater the likelihood uh, that, that a recession is forthcoming this year. Colby Smith is the FT's U.S. economics editor. The U.S. bank Silvergate saw its share price drop more than 40% yesterday. The reason? A report came out that showed clients pulled $8 billion in deposits from the crypto-focused bank late last year. It forced Silvergate to sell assets. 
If that news wasn't bad enough for the crypto community, the lender Genesis also announced yesterday it's laying off 30% of its staff. And on top of that, the New York Attorney General is suing the founder of another crypto lender, Celsius. To help unpack this, I'm joined by the FT's Niku Asgari. Hi, Niku. Hi, Mark. So, Niku, we've seen a few crypto lenders and players go bankrupt this past year. BlockFi, Three Arrows Capital, and Celsius, which I just mentioned. But what does it mean that Silvergate took such a big hit? Well, all those ones that you listed are crypto-native, as people call them, sort of core crypto companies, whereas Silvergate, it's a listed on the New York Stock Exchange as a Federal Reserve member bank regulated as any other typical bank in the US. It started really as a tiny community lender and over the past few years has grown into lending out and specializing for crypto companies. And this huge hit comes as, you know, you've seen the collapse of FTX and now the arrest of Sam Bankman-Fried. And their institutional clients, the people that would be depositing money with them, are actually just pulling, yeah, as you said, $8 billion worth of their deposits and saying, actually, we don't want our money anywhere near crypto, anywhere near this industry, and just yanking it from the company. So it sounds like with the Silvergate report, uh, the crypto crisis really crossed the threshold from niche industry to, to mainstream finance. And the bank's chief executive, Alan Lane, said this bank run happened during a, quote, crisis of confidence moment. Do you think that crisis is going to keep going? <laughs> well, I think this is the first week of January and we're talking about crises in a bank in crypto. I don't think it's going away anytime soon. We've got to see what happens with SBF, obviously and FTX and Alameda going through bankruptcy and all of the ripples of that. And I think this is just one of many to come. So let's take a step back for a second. We have Congress looking into the collapse of FTX. We just saw the attorney general in New York sue the founder of the bankrupt crypto lender Celsius. Are regulators going to keep going after people in the crypto space? Oh, absolutely. I think since the collapse of FTX late last year, it Regulators have really ramped up their scrutiny of crypto, whether it's um, the exchanges or the lenders or banks like Silvergate. At the end of the day, it's ordinary customers that are typically really losing out from all of this collapse. Niku Asgari is the FT's digital markets correspondent. Thanks, Niku. Thank you. Okay, so we're all starting to unwind from the holiday season. Maybe you're taking down your lights, polishing off the last of your holiday cookies, or trying to return those thoughtful gifts that you got that just didn't hit the mark. You've got your receipt in hand, ready to go, but when you try to look up the company's phone number, it just doesn't exist. And we're not talking about getting through to a human. We're just talking about finding an actual phone number in the first place. A lot of companies have removed customer support numbers from their websites or buried them so deep, they're pretty much impossible to find. FT business columnist Polita Clark noticed this and wrote about it recently. She joins me now. Hi, Polita. Hi, Mark. All right, so Polita, who were you trying to reach that caused you to write about this? Well, actually, I was trying to reach a corporate headshot photographer for a column I did the other week. So I started looking around and I came across a site that looked great, but not only could I not actually find a phone number, this particular photographic studio had put a sign on their website saying, we have removed our telephone number. It's because we've noticed 
customers prefer to chat online via email or by filling in the form below. And I have to say, um, I didn't respond well to that mentally. (laughs) (laughs) And then very grumpily went looking for another one, found another studio that not only had a phone number prominently displayed, but had someone who picked up the phone very readily. And I just find it so hard to find a phone number very often. And I know I'm not alone in that, so I thought I would write about it. Why do you think that's the case? Is it, did me and the rest of my millennials kill this too? (laughs) Well, first of all, someone needs to write a PhD on this because try as I might, I couldn't find a sort of definitive answer to this. Although a lot of people did agree with me that it seemed that during the pandemic, when a lot of businesses really had to improve their digital services very, very quickly because they basically, there was no other way of communicating with people easily or they didn't have people in the office answering landlines or for whatever reason, they did actually end up deciding that it was better, perhaps cheaper, more cost efficient to have online forms or just to do away with a phone number. You know, basically humans are more expensive or at least they appear to be that way. But I've always thought that actually it's really easy to measure the cost of a body and an employee and really difficult to measure the loss of revenue that you suffer when you know, you're someone like me who goes to a rival because they pick up the phone and you just have an online form. Polita Clark is a business columnist for the FT. Thanks so much for this conversation, Polita. Real pleasure, Mark. Thank you. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Sonia Hudson, Fiona Simon, and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Jess Smith. We had help this week from David DeSilva, Michael Lello, and Gavin Coleman. Our executive producer is Topher Forges. Cheryl Bromley is the FT's global head of audio, and our theme song is by Metaphor Music. This is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.